Wholehearted Loving mini episode. Today we're going to be talking about human design and sharing our human design charts. If you're interested in seeing them, please come view the episode on our YouTube channel. And if you haven't done your human design yet, we really encourage you to do that. It's a great way to learn a bit more about yourself. You can get your chart for free at jovianarchive.org. That's J-O-V-I-A-N archive.org. So, okay, so you have a not-self theme. Mine is frustration. Do you know what Mine yours is? Mine is bitterness. Bitterness. Okay. So you go to your open centers, which I can't remember what yours are off the bat, but mine are the head and the root. And if you're feeling, in your case, bitter, or if I'm feeling frustrated, I am to ask myself two questions because I have two open centers. The head question I'm supposed to ask myself is, am I feeling frustrated because I'm trying to answer other people's questions? Mm super helpful for me. But the yeah. root one, which I just feel constantly and what I've been feeling, I brought this up because you asked how the videos were going. Yeah. My pressure feeling to do the thing till the thing is done. Yeah. So the, the not self question for the root center is, um, am I rushing through things to relieve the pressure? Ah, so interesting. And you had said the pressure that no one's putting on me but totally. I'm putting on me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel constantly feel pressure and like, it's the same, like with online dating when Kara set it up and was like, Oh, you can like never get to the end. I think I said, how many people are on there? She's like, there's no end. I was like, that's not a real answer. <laughs> and I got to the end in like three days. I'm like, no, you do the thing till it's done. Wordscapes, that's every so level done. Interesting. So are the not self questions the same for every center and it's just depending on whether you have an open one or not, you would ask yourself that? Yeah. So your open throat center. If you're feeling bitterness, you can ask yourself, am I trying to attract attention? It's a not self question for the throat center. For the G center, which in chakra language would be your heart, but in there's nine centers in human design instead of seven. So this your G center is in the middle of your chest. Um, so if you're feeling bitter, you might ask yourself, am I looking for love and direction? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that lands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember a few years of my life where I was feeling very bitter. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <yes>. Those days. <laughs> so the heart center is the little one that's off to the side beside the G center. Mm -hmm. And your not self question there is, do I think I have something to prove? Oh, that's my whole life. Uh, familiar then. Familiar. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then what else? Sacral. Sacral and solar plexus. Okay. So sacral is, do I know when enough is enough? <laughs> what does it mean uh, for me um i remember when i was studying in the netherlands and i had a a supervisor mentor you know when you study counseling you have a supervisor and they basically help you do your own self self work and she asked me one day she's like i'm curious when are things good enough, like for you? And I looked at her like baffled. 
I was like, what do you mean? It's never good enough. It could always be better. And those, that was the voice of my dad, but I didn't really clue. I didn't really make that connection at the time. Like things can always be better. I could always be better. I could always improve, you know? Mm. And I think she just looked at me with a lot of love and also just felt sorry for me that I believed that to be true. Yeah. Because that's what I learned growing up that no matter what you do, it could always be better. And that's what you should be striving for. And, and so, so there's is no, it, what's that? Is it also that you're not good enough or is it, is there a separation between those two thoughts? It's tied in together yeah. because the good enough, I would be good enough in my, it's interesting because growing up, my parents would say certain things. I would watch them. I would sort of try to figure out what they valued based on how they behaved and how they spoke to me and when I would get in trouble and when I would get praised and how I internalized all that messaging was you are deemed good enough and lovable if you achieve. And if it's at the highest level and if you do everything well. So in my mind, those two questions are tied together. Like I am good enough only if I do really well, but then it's all mixed up because it's also never good enough what I do. So it never ends. So yes. that's why I made that funny face. <laughs> yes. It never ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a really good part of our relationship. I think is that you're so much like that. And I'm so much like, let's just go and do the thing. It's not about, is it good enough? It's about what is true right now and just do it. And that's been really it. good, really good for me to feel uncomfortable with. <laughs> and also inside deeply know that it's medicine for me. It's healing for me to grow that other path, that, yeah. that other belief that if I feel the spark to do something, I can just follow that impulse and go and just see what happens. That's so not a part of my old wiring. My old wiring would be, I would feel it. I'd probably tell myself, nah, maybe someone else could do it better. Who am I to think I should do that or could do that? And then if I finally did sort of decide I wanted to do it or I was going to do it, I would be very methodical in a way of how I would do it to be able to do it well. Mm. Yeah. It's weird. I have this side of me that's very methodical and a side of me that also follows intuition and impulse. But the overarching theme used to be, it has to be done well. Yeah. Like you were just saying earlier, when you're in your not self, you know, under human design, you are pushing to finish things. Is that what, is that how it works? Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have that push to finish. The push I feel is I must do it well. Yeah. And for a lot of things that included finishing the project, but it just finishing is never good enough. It has right. to be done really well. Yeah. Do you ever not finish something? Um, I not finish a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> However, not the things that I believe other people are counting on me for. Yeah. 
So I'm very good at honoring my commitments. And I would in the past push through, doesn't matter if I was exhausted, not interested, like didn't matter what was going on for me. If I made the commitment, I would follow through and it would be done on time and very well. However, I never prioritized it to be that committed to the things that were just for me. I would always let those things go first. Like to have a home that was, you know, tidy so that I could live in a space that felt good. That was way low on the priority list. Because did that not selfness? Sorry. Did that not selfness come out as bitterness? Or if did it feel like bitterness? I don't think I was fully aware that there was a bitterness, but there was an exhaustion. And there was definitely a bitterness like this. I recognized completely. And I noticed that with, with Daryl, Daryl was so good. (laughs) He was so good at taking breaks, sitting down, putting his feet up, (laughs) resting, going to have a nap. And I remember one day I was like in the kitchen cooking or doing something for us. And he just laid there on the couch And I, like, I could just feel my blood boiling. Like, what are you doing? There's so much to be done. And he's like, oh, do you, do you want some help? I'm happy to help. And it's almost like in that moment, I couldn't even hear those words. I was just like, what are you doing laying down in the middle of the day? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's because I never gave myself permission to take a break. I never gave myself permission to have a nap and to you know, just put something on pause for a while and rest and rejuvenate. I would just push through in every way. And so when I saw him doing that, I had all sorts of judgments about it. (laughs) You got bitter. (laughs) I got bitter. And the funny thing was this was the person and he was so healing for me in so many ways, but especially around this, he would say to me, you've had a long day, you know, go sit down, rest, don't pick up a finger for the rest of the night. I'll take care of all these things. And I like, I, I didn't make myself practice, but I knew it was important for me to practice. And so I wanted to practice. So it was a great life lesson for me to one receive from someone and two to learn how to take a break. And it was okay. I'm having a lot of that learning, editing the footage of these podcast episodes. And so I've been doing my own thing for a long time. I've been building a life where I don't need to feel pressure and frustration because I've just Ah, been seeking to avoid that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I've been growing the tools to manage pressure and frustration as they come up, but I didn't have that piece that I needed. This is a really important piece for me to learn that this not self question in human design is am I rushing through things to relieve pressure? So as I'm rushing through editing and as you're going, Hey, wait, I want to put out my best thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to need you to hurry up because my frustration and pressure is, and I'm like, Oh, there's that feeling. I just need to, to pay attention and breathe and pause and do all the things that we do and talk about all the time. Um, but it's a new degree of connectedness with that, like new layer of 
deepening my understanding of myself and the what and the why and how it shows up. So it's rad. There's one more not self question for you, madame. Okay. Um, I think it's your solar plexus. Oh, this is a good one. So if you're, <laughs> if you're feeling bitterness, uh, the question is, am I avoiding confrontation and truth? Why did you think that was funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking back to you and Daryl. <laughs> and the way you have of sorting yourself out, like this is also what we've been talking about over the last couple of episodes is there's a lot of you talking about going away and figuring things out and having everything sorted out. So when you're in a partnership with somebody and you're feeling frustrated or bitter and you know that it's your work and your patterns that you're working through and you need to vent about this situation and like get reality checks and all the things I'm imagining you not confronting <laughs> Daryl or whoever about something. And then you're cute venting your bitter venting that you do because you always take responsibility while you're venting and <laughs> your anger is like so near and dear to me. <laughs> it's funny actually because I feel like that was in the relationship prior to Daryl mm. is that I would put on that happy face that it's all fine and I think I had actually convinced myself it was all fine like behind the scenes mm. because I didn't have the tools to face that I'm really far apart with someone. We're like not on the same page. Like that felt really scary to actually see, especially mm -hmm. when it was someone who I felt deep love for. And, you know, when that relationship ended, I knew that was when I knew I had to do a whole upheaval of how I think about myself, how I think about relationship, my old patterns. And so when I was in relationship with Daryl, I actually got to practice a lot of con like coming into confrontation, being with conflict. And, uh, I, it almost felt like I completely dropped my old self of, I'm just going to smile and pretend like everything's okay. I don't know if it's just Daryl had this way <laughs> of really getting under my skin. And so I couldn't even hide it. Um, but he also, had this beauty in him where I felt really safe to be very honest about what wasn't feeling good and what wasn't working for me. So it was my first time I was, I don't know how many years ago was that? I was 40, 39 for the first time in my life, really speaking about what's true for me in the moment to someone I was in partnership with the good, bad, and the ugly. And it felt safe enough to do that. And it felt so good to, to do that. Um, and conflict actually brought us closer because we were both willing to go back and look at our own part, look at how it came from our old conditioning 
and then be intentional about how we wanted to practice shifting that on our own in our own lives, separate to each other and together. Mm-hmm. And that was the really magical experience for me to know that love and conflict and confrontation can go together. That's it, the truth telling piece. Like that's yeah. the critical energy moving truth telling piece that doesn't cause your relationship to go into a dead zone. Yeah. It's when you're actually honest with each other, it's hot. It was hot. And I mean, the, I think this is natural too, when we change our patterns is that we go from one extreme to the other. So I was like the, just put on a happy face. Everything's fine. I love you. It's all good to wait a second. This way of living is not true. It's not authentic to me. It's actually keeping us disconnected. I want to learn how to bring my love and my this is not okay with me together, right? And show that to you and have mm. us work through that together. <laughs> but in the beginning, it was very harsh. <laughs> like my my boundaries were harsh. They were loud. They were very firm. Um, and it took me some time to realize that I could speak my truth without having to be that harsh. And another thing Daryl and I realized through talking through this, you know, cause he's like, what you're saying is, is true. I get it. And it's very valid. He's just like, is there a way you could say that maybe a little bit just softer? <laughs> and this was a time where I was like reconciling like I'd been soft for so long and I was reconciling, like, is being soft good? Like, do I still want to be soft? Maybe it, it doesn't serve me to be soft. And I had to find that sweet spot of how can I bring that true softness? that's really um, alive for me in the moment and true to my heart with the part that says, I also need to be honest with you about what's working, what's not working. It took me a while to find that. But what I realized in that was that in childhood, I couldn't just say, hey, this doesn't feel good for me. Could we do it a different way? Or I feel really uncomfortable. Can we please stop? Like that would not have gotten the attention of my parents. Like that just very clear, open-hearted expression of this is not working. This doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. I had to be louder than everybody else. It had to be more extreme than the last thing that was said by my parents. Otherwise, it didn't catch anyone's attention and everyone would just carry on doing their own thing or pushing their own way that they wanted to do things. So I learned growing up that if I wanted to assert my, if I wanted to set a boundary and assert myself, it had to be loud. It had to be mean. And because I hated that growing up, I hated living in that. I went to the total opposite for most of my life. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be loud. And then when I realized, well, being quiet and meek and soft also isn't good. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try being loud and mean and see how that feels. It felt good in the sense that I was finally speaking up for myself. It didn't feel good in the sense that I was causing pain to someone when there was a more loving way to do it. So I had to play. Yeah figure out my find it find my way yeah good job 
So you've probably been spending much of your life trying to mitigate a feeling of bitterness. Yep. And it's really easy to do that if you just people, please. Because there's no initial bitterness. Oh, you get to get this store of bitterness. Yeah. (laughs) Supplies, hoarding bitterness for (laughs) another day. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are remarkably good at checking yourself. Like, I think you, you know, you have that pause on lock when you're feeling bitterness, you pause. Yeah. And that's the thing is my strength is my willingness to reflect Mm -hmm. on what was happening for me, what caused me to react in that way or respond in that way. And I actually had to learn, and that's why that time with Daryl was so valuable. I had to learn or give myself a chance to not necessarily think through everything, Mm -hmm. to just follow the impulse, follow the energy of anger, follow the energy of hurt, and just let the things out of my mouth and, and, and notice how that felt and see where it landed. And um, he was a great partner for that because he was a willing and open partner. You know, if someone wasn't willing and open to practice that with me and give me that space to sort of practice rewriting my old childhood patterns, I probably wouldn't feel the safety and the, the opening to do that. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to dump that on someone who was like, ah, no, I don't want to do that with you. Yeah. Right. So there was a lot of permission in let's just try out shifting our old patterns. And sometimes it's going to sound and feel really ugly and harsh. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come back and repair that with each other and, and be intentional about how we want to show up here with each other. Thanks as always for listening and you can get your human design chart for free at jovianarchive.org. Please like, follow, subscribe. And if anything we've said here today has been helpful for you, please share with somebody that you care about. See you next time.